0: What are you laughing about?
1: I can't even say it in the first couple of minutes.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Yeah. Will you remember?
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. We'll see.
0: Yeah. You know we're off to a great start when the first thought we have is uh, censored. <laughs> it's too hot for YouTube. <laughs> That's why you should join us on pa- on uh, Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Where we say whatever, who cares? It's
1: where it's all the true shenanigans.
0: Yeah, we don't get uh, censored or shadow banned or whatever on there. So, yeah, lots of good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on, Cass? What do you want me to say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, the visual—I just can't even. I'm just—I'm—I'm st- I'm stuck, stuck in—I'm stuck in a visual of a yeah f- forty-nine. What was it? I'm gonna just say it. We can just say it. We just can't. Yeah, I, it first. Don't, I don't care. Yeah. What was it?
0: Our girl Ayla, um, who you might know from our film Cam Girls, she's the mime in Cam Girls, and she is uh she took two and a half hits of acid in our uh our movie Sweet Nothing, which I I love that movie. It's
1: a great movie.
0: Um she's our dear friend. She uh for her birthday a couple nights ago had a forty two person gangbang. <laughs> And Devin just informed us about it. I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't know about this stuff. It's public knowledge. It's not like uh, it's not like we're spilling the beans on somebody. But,
1: she's yeah. always pushing the boundaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Good, I mean, good for her. Do it while you're young. Do it while you can. Do it while 42 dudes would be interesting, interested enough and be able to get it up for that kind of
1: thing. <laughs> like, the details of it are just hilarious, though. Yeah. Because she, she's so data-oriented. It's like you take, I don't know if. Ayla's a self-proclaimed autistic person but she's on the spectrum of something. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, So she's like very data organized and so she <laughs> breaks it into like this many people got hard. This many people. It goes
0: back even further
1: than that. What do you mean? They
0: invited like hundreds of people. I'll, let, me, let me see if I can like it's I'm dealing with screenshots from uh, he's sending me stuff right now. <laughs> The yeah the the data the the graph is uh sixteen hundred four people were surveyed.
1: Whoa. Okay. You know,
0: like basically they put out word like, "Hey, we're doing a gangbang." <laughs> Ayla's the subject, and. Uh,
1: I gotta get back on Twitter, man. <laughs> nah, I, <yeah. laughs>
0: like she's honestly one of the few people that I was interested in following on Twitter. That's why I was like, uh, "Look, I could talk to Ayla if I want. I don't need to be on her Twitter." Um, I don't need to be hanging around a fucking dead platform, you know, to see what Ayla's up to. But sixteen hundred four people were surveyed for it. Um, Eight hundred twenty-eight failed the auto filter. Three hundred twenty-eight failed the manual filter. Four hundred forty-eight passed the manual filter. Of those, one hundred ninety-seven they didn't contact, probably because she didn't wasn't like attracted enough to them or whatever. 251 were contacted, 143 of them did not respond, Um, 83 did respond, 25 friends then joined. Of the 83 that did respond, they rejected 21 of them. So 87 people got invited, 31 didn't get a ticket, 56 got a ticket, 13 canceled, 43 did STI tests, one didn't show, so 42 showed up. Of them, five didn't bang Ayla. (laughs) (laughs) 37 penetrated Ayla. 17 came in Ayla. Five came in a fluffer. 15 didn't come.
1: (laughs) Imagine. Uh, What a scene. Imagine wanting to relate with Ayla and then you just lose it in a fluffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's actually probably. You went like, through all that trouble. You took five surveys. You got STI tested. <laughs> you we did an interview. And then you, just you bought lo- a ticket to this. <laughs> thing. You bought a ticket. You're
0: there at the big show. And, oh, I uh, wonder
1: how much the tickets were. That's an interesting yeah, detail. I,
0: I don't even think that these things end up being a money maker for her. I think it's more like she genuinely wants to do this. Like that. If there's one thing, like we've hung out with Ayla a lot. We've we've partied with her a lot. She is uh, the first ever guest on our podcast oh yeah the first episode of Variate podcast was with ayla uh, however many years ago nine or ten years ago the next day she gave us acid for the first time a week after that she gave us dmt for the first time uh and then she like she moved to new york so we got to hang out a lot and uh we ended up filming her for our movie sweet nothing taking two and a half hits of acid and um yeah we've just we've been friends for like 11 12 years she's
1: very curious she's she asks a lot of questions really
0: one of a kind she really is and uh, she's taught us a lot
1: like I think she did this just also partly because she was curious what would happen yeah and imagine more people had passed that test she yeah. probably would have lined up more people yeah, oh, the, yeah like yeah, totally. it really was limited to like how many people could
0: this was a birthday blowout for her <laughs> <laughs> what a scene do you want me to read the you know Devin sending me a <laughs> screenshot from her sub stack
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all I can think about in this moment. All right, yeah,
0: we'll we'll see where this leads us. Uh, Lots of men had trouble getting hard, which is deeply understandable, because practically for them, this experience was a bit like being a breeder in a cow pen. (laughs) The way it worked was a few men volunteers held me down on a bed, and a line of guys approached. Once a guy was sufficiently hard, he'd come bang me, summoned by organizers yelling, anybody got a hard you-know-what? Line yourself up by hardness. <laughs> <laughs> they had to jack themselves off furiously. And when they got when they got three, oh, and when they did, they got three minutes to attempt to finish. I'm not going to use all the words so we don't get flagged or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they did, they got three minutes to attempt to finish while banging me. While I was closely surrounded by other men who were preventing me from biting or kicking anyone for kink reasons. They also had to switch condoms between other fluffers and me. This was extreme hard mode or soft mode, and I'm honestly surprised as many men got hard as they did.
1: I I, th- I I would hope I would think that some of them were on retention for some time going into that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Who knows? Like, isn't this what like Viagra and blue chews and stuff like that's for? I mean, some sometimes like whatever. Get into a second. Devin just sent me this. I haven't I, I haven't um, read this yet. <laughs> One of them, a guy who bought the stickers, was a virgin. We asked if we could celebrate his first time, and he said yes. The wackier, the better, I believe. So we had him go first. He literally said Leroy Jenkins as he entered (laughs) and popped confetti over him when he finished, and I signed a personalized gift for him. He was also wearing a heart rate monitor and shared the data with me, and she has a screenshot of the heart rate data. (laughs) What a scene, man. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. She's probably the person that's taken the most acid of anyone we know.
1: Definitely. And Definitely.
0: she she comes from uh, uh like extremist uh Christian. She was like in a Christian cult.
1: Yeah. Careful how extreme you raise your kids, you might get the opposite.
0: Yeah, totally. Like, I think, like, uh, she wasn't, like, allowed to know about sex or, you know, relate with boys in any way. They, and, like, like,
1: found out about it in a book at, like, 17 or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, God. It just it just totally kept sheltered. And she has two sisters, and I think they end up being sex workers, too. <laughs> and uh, and And her dad is, like, a very famous prominent christian leader who's like been on the daily show and gotten like trolled by john stewart and shit. So, um yeah, she pretty much turned out the complete opposite of the way her parents wanted to. But I think she actually still relates with them. I think she still goes and visits her parents. We we've had Ela on the podcast a bunch. We'll have to have her back on. She's back in the old testament days. Those episodes you can't find anymore. Mm-mm. Um but we'll have to we'll have to get her back on and get some updates about her life. <laughs> Because that is a wild scene. We've seen some wild scenes. That that one takes the cake. I mean.
1: You hear about people doing this stuff, you know. And there are people who yeah. really get off on it. And I don't necessarily think that Ayla gets off on it, like, the gangbang aspect, as much as she gets off on.
0: Collecting data.
1: Collecting data. Like, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. she's using her body as, like, and this experience of life is, like, a data collection. and Yeah. Which is, I mean, God bless her.
0: I mean, when it comes down to it, we've had those kind of downloads. I remember the first time we took Acid was with Ayla. And we were walking around the Seattle neighborhood and it was raining. And you're like touching leaves and stuff. And you're like, whoa, we're like, you're kind of describing life in that way.
1: Yeah. no, Like I... we're
0: down here kind of like collecting data, collecting experiences, like figuring out what things are, or what they feel like.
1: Well, because we're but, all part of this like. Universal God, and we're all having like very unique experiences, and we're yeah, we're downloading data. Yeah, that's experience. why the Godhead
0: splintered out into all of us humans, so we could have, you know, a multitude of experiences. I also
1: believe that's why you know, genders expanding, mm-hmm. sexual uh, prowess is expanding. It's like, all right, yeah. we've done the missionary thing. Or contracting, times. I
0: guess, in, in most cases, <laughs> had a lot of guys had a hard, hard time getting hard. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah you can't even and you can't even like it the temptation is to be like how would you feel or or just like so far removed from any universe you'd exist in that it's Mm -hmm. like it's not even a interesting question for me yeah but i'll ask i would
0: not be able to perform in that situation yeah
1: i don't think so either i
0: wouldn't be able to barely be there
1: yeah you'd be like
0: yeah like uh, like when we when we got involved with making that movie cam girls um we went out to vegas because uh one of the producers on it, Sophia Locke, um, former cam girl. I think she might be doing it again.
1: Yeah, I think she she's like kink.com and does her own thing now, I think.
0: But she uh, she like came on as a producer and was like basically like our way of getting into the world. Like they were they were really hard to cast because everyone's so suspicious because they have a bunch of dudes out there trying to get more information from them and stuff. So it was like hard thing to break into even though we're like, hey, we're filmmakers, we're making this film. Like, we weren't getting a lot of response, and then Sophia was like, I see what you guys are doing, I know what you're all about. Come out to, uh, I'm doing, like, a cam girl house out in Vegas, like, meaning, like, there's going to be 20 girls staying in this house with me for a week camming, come out and shoot. And we were able to um, we, we were able to shoot, a, like, 20 girls in a week and put together a trailer, which we used the trailer then to uh, get on Kickstarter and raise the money to make the movie. So... Thank God for Sophia Locke, but at the end of that week, she had, like, a little party where, like, um, dudes were allowed there. Like, it's like, you know, we've been camming all week, you know, buy an expensive ticket to this party and come here. And uh, Ayla was fucking everyone. Like, it was crazy. Like, you know, we went there. I was like, oh, this is like, you know, it's like kind of like a normal party. Like, people are socializing like normal. Girls are very scantily clad. And then, like, you turn the corner and it's like, oh. Ayla's fucking somebody with a strap on over there. <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> she was fucking Sophia with the strap on, and it was just like, oh my god! And then it's just like the night kind of like kept going up from there, and it was like, oh wow, this is a, this is kind of an intense scene. Doesn't turn me on at all. It, you know, that's just me personally. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you label it, but I feel like I need to have, somewhat of a connection with a woman.
1: Demisexual.
0: Yeah. I don't think that was always the case but like now I'm in my 40s and I Yeah, work. when you're go.
1: Yeah, when you're young and you just want to uh, come at anything, it just maybe changes a little bit.
0: Yeah, we're past the point where that YouTube would censor us. Okay. I believe. I said come. Um, but come <laughs> is
1: like one of those words it's hard to censor cuz it Yeah. Come as you may, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's one of it's the only word I've ever typed into Patreon that it just it just won't let you type C U M into Patreon.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: It's weird. I I can write any other curse word, but when I wrote that, it just like Why were you deleted the word. delete the word. It was something on Boys Club.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was something like like I was trying to just I was I don't know I was just trying to be funny, but um, yeah, yeah. That was a man. If if we look back, if we like traced like like how long we've we been together, like thirteen, fourteen years. The making of cam girls was definitely like such a huge turning point in our life yeah we learned about like like really it's where we fully got initiated in the psychedelic realm and we started making a lot of friends that were sex workers and polyamorous and
1: well you meet someone like ayla and she like there's she's a consciousness expander you know Mm -hmm. besides just like actually dosing you yeah and she's dosed many a people yeah and decided that was not the best idea because she was concerned for her own safety after having some weird experiences dosing some guys who oh were like, my God. she would, She told me, she's like, I dosed this guy and I think I'm going to stop doing it because he literally put my hand in his, my head in his hands and said, I could snap your neck right now. And she's like, all right, I think I'm good with it uh- I mean,
0: she was giving people that, <laughs> and, and this isn't new information. She's talked about this on the podcast, but like she was giving people that like they, they would meet dudes on OK Cupid. And, and they'd be like, come over. And these like innocent boys who had never done psychedelics, they'd be like, take a 10 strip with us of acid, which is, uh, something we've never even done. Like that's, that's, that's just like, that's something like high level wooks do. Uh, so, and yeah, they had a lot of wild experiences. They made a lot of cool friends. We've made, we made friends with some of those people that they met in that way. And, um, wow yeah what a scene it was like that was like our introduction to like like before that we had tried mushrooms a few times and like it really engaged our spirituality but then they started teaching us about acid and like our introduction to acid was really through it was through ayla she gave us three tabs each and uh it blew my fucking brains off and it's just also one of the best days of my life. Like, I think back, it's it's hard to remember, too. It was so fast. Everything was so intense and wild. Um, but, yeah, she's she's really, yeah, yeah she's, she's a wild one. She's really taught us a lot.
1: She's obviously teaching a lot more people a lot. Uh, it,
0: like, how, well, I mean, look, all judgments aside, how generous is that, you know? Like yeah. th- th- these guys, like, like I'm, I'm pretty sure she's like big on OnlyFans now. I'm pretty sure that's how she makes her money. Like, can you imagine like you're like some dude who like can't get laid and you're obsessed with this internet girl. You
1: haven't lost your virginity. You yet. haven't
0: lost your virginity. And she's like, Oh yeah, come bang me. I'm like, it's okay.
1: We'll celebrate it. We'll imagine celebrate everyone their first time got like confetti.
0: You'd probably develop a weird fetish. Wait,
1: what's the thing he said as he came and entered her? Was... Leroy Jenkins. What is that? Even...
0: It's like an old internet meme. It's, oh. it's like a thing that everyone thinks is funny. Okay. There's good. younger people than us. Yeah, I'm too yeah. old for this shit? I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but Ayla was a, like, it's weird. It's almost like her and I are like opposites. Oh, yeah. So, but we never, like it's, we sat, how many nights, how many hours did we sit and listen to Ayla argue with people and debate them? and coax them into debates and take an opposites contrarian stance and, and this and that. And like for years, like we were, we were just like witnesses like, okay, here we go. And I'm like pretty much the opposite of her. She's
1: all head. You're all heart. Yeah. I don't know if it's the opposite. It's just different.
0: Yeah. But like her and I, for some reason we never butt heads. Like we were always like very like kind of like respectful of each other. Mutual respect. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of mutual respect. She said
1: like, she was, she said to you one, she's like, I just want to like, consume you like i wish i could yeah. just eat you and consume you and just have what you like i think she respected you so much that she's like i just want to like consume you yeah and i've seen other women and maybe men treat you like that like but they don't say it and she just said it
0: oh yeah she'll always say the thing
1: she says the thing i just want to like i wish i could just eat you yeah or something she said it probably in a more interesting way but
0: no it it yeah it was uh
1: But I know what that's like when you meet someone who you like respect and you're like, I just wish I could take on all the characteristics and knowledge and whatever you have or whatever life experience and just like download it. Matrix or not Matrix. Oh, yeah. Matrix style where they put the thing in the back of your head.
0: Avatar style. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the way I would put that is like I, I wish I could feel what it's like to inhabit your consciousness for a few minutes. And and like just like get in there and just like kind of see what's swirling around in there. Oh, I get under the hood. I
1: don't want to get under anyone's hood. Me neither. I I mean, have but time. that's how I
0: would describe that uh, that feeling.
1: <laughs> oh, I think it's different. I think it's more consumerist.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Less experiential and more consumerist.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. you have some superpower. You have something I want.
1: Yeah, you have some superpower that's allowed you to be good at art or approach things or know how to like yeah. do certain things. And I just I wish I had that.
0: Well, I mean, cause it would be interesting. Like she would, she would sit there and like slay somebody over like politics or economics or, you know, their worldview and this and that. And like, she, she would like kind of turn to me and I'd be like, Oh, Hala, that's not how it is. And she'd be like, Oh, huh? <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, and uh, just something about like how I was with her, like kind of dissolved all that, like the need for, for that.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe in that moment, but people yeah. are who they are, you know, yeah, and I think, but I think she kind of crumbled around like, oh, she's not gonna win an argument because you're coming from different places, yeah, yeah, so there's no like arguing with you in a way that will be satisfying because you're just fundamentally coming from like looking at the world in a different place, and it's whether it's like intellectual versus emotional, and those two things can um. Work together, but there is sometimes where they kind of butt yeah. heads. Like, oh, yeah, you can intellectually make sense of pain and suffering, but then there's like the heart that cares about pain and suffering, yeah, yeah. And then there's like it, it almost to me feels like everything and nothingness, the yin yang of that, mm. you know. Mm. Um, where you're like, okay, yeah, there's nothingness, and we can just like talk about it and existentialize, and then there's like the real lived experience of being a human, yeah, and we can. That's the feeling of it yeah, that you can't yeah, that you totally. can't put into words because there are no words that could do justice for all that we experience in life that could boil it down into an intellectual expression or mm-hmm. uh, material expression because it's it's beyond that it's it's spirit it's love it's yeah kismet.
0: Well, it's, it's like, why it's, like, really, it's it's hard for me and become harder for me to, like, hang my head on any kind of, like, a one belief system or ideology. or anything. Trust me, it's easier. It's much easier. But it leads to righteous stagnation, doesn't it? Like, when you embrace it and, and just, like, take on, like, oh, yes, here's what I believe. I'm, you know, this is a very reduced example, but, like, I'm a Democrat. They're better than Republicans. I get behind what the Democrats do. They fight for blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And the Republicans are blah 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 blah, like you're stuck in righteous stagnation, like there shouldn't and and it sucks because it's kind of like why our politics is so righteously stagnated is because it's just been reduced down to that, and uh it's hard for like new ideas or new concepts to get to get brought into the fold
1: well I think, but it
0: prevents you from growing it's preventing us from growing
1: we as a people fail to recognize where we come together and i think it's like yeah, yeah well i'm mad at the politicians and i'm like well i'm mad at the corporations because they own the the politicians yeah, yeah. and it just it just comes in it's 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 this climbing ladder of like no i can see higher because i'm on a higher ring than you and i can see a better perspective because yeah. i have a bit better full picture of what's going on and you're being taken advantage of for this reason or that reason and it's like i don't know it just comes down to me to follow the money you know, oh, absolutely. It's always follow the money. Like,
0: like, as as fun and silly as it is to, like, pwn one political party and, like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, the, the Republicans are racist, you know, z- xenophobic, nationalist, whatever, you know, this and that, or, and, like, whatever you'd call uh, the Democrats or, or the left in this country, which is just a goddamn mess. It's, like, it's so easy to kind of um, stay in that frame of mind about things, but it's, like... You know, that's kind of the, the the people that really run this world. That's the conversation that they hope we're stuck in. That's the level of righteous stagnation that they hope we're stuck in. Because then we're not questioning like, well, beyond political parties, beyond even borders and nation states, corporations are running the show. And what's, be- what's beyond that? Just like a handful of like oligarchs. And, you know, and they're, they're enacting their, um, agendas through corporations and it goes, it, it, it doesn't. And, sh-
1: and shareholders. And so it gets yeah. spread out beyond just the, you can't even just say it's the five, seven, 10, whatever. It's not a certain amount of people. It's like when you put it in, when our whole system and our, uh, right. 401ks or is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Um, are connected to the stock market it's like and shareholders and it's like it goes from the guy who's making a hundred thousand to the guy who's making a hundred million you know it's everyone is uh invested in a certain thing succeeding and taking advantage of as many people as possible because they want to just and that that's my concern about i wish we could have a government that looked out for people but i think it's hard to get on the same page about what that means and how to do that and how to do that without then corrupting for someone in the government or someone else to make money off of people I, yeah no it's like you no. can't you we almost need to have a change of conscience yeah like collectively yeah. and a change of priorities away from me to we away from money to like community away you know it's just like it, it, it feels like it's not going to happen. We can't kill one billionaire or have one person. Um, it's, it's not that won't change it. It's like a, it's a sickness of heart and mind. Mm. And I think this sickness is is something that we we get so angry about. We get angry at the billionaires for hoarding wealth and and not caring. You know, there was that um, uh, Ruth Go Gotsman. Mm -hmm. I think is her name, who just gave a billion dollars to do free tuition at this medical school that she had worked um, with for the students. to. It's
0: where she went to school.
1: Yeah. And it was like a beautiful thing. And you just like, see, wow, that's like a beautiful way that someone who comes into a billion dollars or a billionaire could could benefit not only those students, but those students having that education benefits everyone and not...
0: Yeah, their reaction says it all. Like they were videotaping their reaction of her coming out and being like, I gave a billion dollar donation to this school and as of August this school will now be tuition free. The kids flipped out because a chip just got taken off their shoulder that they could have never even imagined. That like, whoa, I might be able to enter the workplace debt free. Think about like that was an auditorium full of a couple thousand kids freaking out because... All their options for life just changed a little bit, you know. Like maybe I can take this education and do something good with maybe it instead of ne- peddling pills.
1: Exactly. Maybe I don't need to take the pharmaceutical uh
0: prescription <laughs> prescription.
1: But there's a way where they like pay off doctors oh, or yeah. whatever. You yeah. know. Maybe I can. And everyone's so strapped that that there's no way out except you know, those backhand deals or whatever, looking out for yourself and looking out for your family because, well, your kid, I mean, how are your kids going to afford to go to college if you're not trying to get as much money as possible and trying to, like, yeah. um, make wiser decisions than other people in the stock market and, and uh, put money into Boeing or, you know.
0: Yeah, that's what, that's where, like, when I, when I think along that line, it's where I can start to not blame billionaires as much and just think they're infected with the same thing we're all infected with, like, they're... Hoarding resources because that's the name of the game in our in our current game. It's not
1: unique to them. and it's it's not doesn't, unique it to them doesn't it doesn't come down from them. Even if
0: they got enough for them, they're thinking about well, my family and friends could probably use a little bit of relief, uh, you know, like like how are my great grandkids going to get by in this crazy uh, killer be killed type of economy? How am I? How are they going to get by? So so I think that's where that kind of comes in. I need to Who build a, I
1: need, instead of making the world a better place. We need to build a bunker. Yeah, it's it's just a fear mentality. And imagine what it's like to live in that fear mentality. Yeah, where you can't even see the forest of the trees, you can't see how you're how watering other people's garden could allow you to live in a beautiful garden. Yeah, I don't know, in a better world, where you can see beautiful flowers. And maybe you don't see all the flowers. Maybe you don't get the fruits of all of that watering, but you there's a better world and then a better world. I don't know. It's just so obvious but Just think me, about but it it's... like as
0: a, as a squirrel hoarding nuts. Like imagine there was a squirrel that was so adept at the game of hoarding nuts that it got every single one in the forest. And then all its little squirrel friends, family, strangers that are squirrels didn't have anything. So they're kind of starving and dying. And this squirrel is sitting there with all of it. Doesn't that lead to a worse, eventually lead to a worse existence for that thing? Yeah. There's no one to play with. I mean, none of There's us. There's no one to hang with. There's no one to chill with and smoke a blunt. Yeah. Like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, I mean... And I think that's what this woman's trying to prove. And of yeah. course, it's a woman. And okay, of course, yeah. it wasn't her money. This yeah. was it, this was a, like her, her husband. husband's grandfather's money that she inherited.
1: Invested. I in, know because my mom
0: works for the company. I
1: think it was his. Her husband was invested in uh, Berkshire Hathaway. A yeah. Real estate early on. company early on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean there's that aspect of it. You and it's very lonely at the top, but it's also um I was going to say something else. I don't know.
0: You do know. Or you don't. I, I don't know. know. We, we're well, just I don't know, man. I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think there's a yeah, a way that we can kind of start to shift the paradigm collectively and it's gonna it's kind of required for things to change here and i i think it's like a combat compassion inducer because it's so tempting to be angry at one person or one group of people or one country and i'm i'm not saying people aren't i'm not saying people shouldn't be held accountable and countries shouldn't be held accountable and i shouldn't i'm not saying that but i'm just saying to to act like it's it's so I don't know. I think we might be far off from this happening. It might have to get really bad before before it's...
0: Oh, it's getting bad, uh, it's baby. It's getting bad. It is getting bad. It is bad. Yeah, but, I, but, you know, I think it can change. And the only reason I know this is because I'm changing. Yeah. That's all I can speak to with any kind of um, righteousness is, <laughs> <laughs> like, the changes I'm going through. Right now I feel myself going through, um, like... Taking a look at my indulgences and taking a look at like the chapters of my life, and how indulgent I've been,
1: and how ultimately, and this is what I was going to get to, those indulgences kind of make you sick yes. at a certain level and a certain point. And I think it's so you become
0: immune to them. It's the very- the, the, the shit that they were setting off at first. You become immune to, and next next thing you know, you're not chasing a high anymore. You're doing it like we we learned when we were making Oxiana and like people. People would take these pills and I'm like, so how high are you? We'd watch somebody shoot up and be like, so how are you feeling right now? How high are you? I'm like, no, I just feel normal now. Mm. That's how these billionaires are with greed. You know, it started off as something that probably fucking lit up every part of their brain and like really fulfilled them in some way. And now it's just like chasing an addiction. Yeah. So that's why you like, this is what I'm doing. I'm taking a look at my indulgences and the way the ways I've indulged over the years And I feel like I'm just coming out like it's probably longer than this, but like about a seven year period of like crazy indulgence, crazy indulgence with uh, sex, drugs and rock and roll. I don't know what else. uh, Without getting into specifics, if you listen to this podcast a lot, you know the specifics, but it's it's women, it's weed, it's psychedelics, it's drugs, it's running around and it's, uh, you know, just chasing something that like really you're chasing the dragon and um so i'm taking a look at that and i'm like okay you know i'm not gonna i'm not you know gonna become one of these teetotalers and like you know reject all the things that i think make me feel alive but i'm taking a tolerance break right now and i think it's like i'm getting a clear-headed look and at why i was a certain way and why i want to become a different way And how useful the thing that the tools I was using to like escape and and the dragon I was chasing, like how useful that could be if I could do it. um, When I've really earned it Mm -hmm. or when it's really appropriate, like how nice is it going to be to smoke a joint again at some point? Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know when I don't know when I'll feel like, ah, now's the time. You know, it might never be. It (laughs) might be in five days. It might be in five months. It might be in five years. Maybe never. You know, how, but how nice is it going to be? I hope it's
1: not never. I'm I'm ready. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How nice is it going to be to, if we ever had like another threesome again, after, after like really just like pulling ourselves away from what was like pretty much six or seven years of like thruppling and, you know, I'm not going to get into the details, but like, you know, what we were up to, like, like how nice is that going to be? How, 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 how much, how differently will it hit? And maybe it won't, maybe it'll hit like a bad dream. Like. You know, like like you're breaking your sobriety and it wasn't a good thing, but like I'm just uh, like it, the indulgence is uh, it's uh, it, it ultimately dulling the experience of my life and the brightness of my life. Even down to the point where it's like dulling the experiences of the things I was using to get there, if that makes sense. So,
1: well, things lose their luster, I think, is what you find. Um, what goes
0: up must come down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I I think what's been really hard to imagine kind of, I think there's a couple of things and it starts super foundationally of like, well, we're, we have a survival instinct and we have an ego and we have a self-protection mechanism and we put our lives as, you know, you have, you're in this meat suit. It's hard not to prioritize keeping, making sure this meat suit doesn't get burned or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Yeah.
0: Transcending self-obsession and self-indulgence is like. just a huge accomplishment when you think about it.
1: Well, I think the spectrum of mental health might, we might've just totally been kind of like when it's like your ladders up against the wrong wall
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where we've, we've so individualized our own experience. How do I feel? What's going on with me Mm -hmm. that we've almost kind of made ourselves sicker,
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, well, look at us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're like, you need to respect me. And and, and I think we've gotten so self-centered and self-identified that we're all, like, standing alone and being like, I'm alone. Like, we're all alone alone in this world of, like, it's all about me that we've lost sight of things. And I think that's, like... Um why it's so hard to imagine why someone would self immolate because it's and why it would be so quick to say that's a mental health issue is because and to me when you look I I'm not that's I'm not that's not where I'm at and but I understand why someone would be there and I understand why in this life as crazy it is and as much as you see the what's going on that you wouldn't be like why is my life more important than like Millions of other people's lives Mm. and that's a real question that I think people need to Not people don't need to do anything. I don't know what people need to do, but I think that's worth Looking into. Yeah, what what is your life worth? Is it is it what is your consumption habits worth? Is it worth The excessive plastic and the fossil fuels and you having this experience and these are questions I have to ask myself and I don't have the answer like I try to consume less, but I, I mean, I'm I mean We're an American we are in the top over top 1% of consumers and you can make $10,000 a year and still be like one of the richest people in the world, you know, Mm, mm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I just, (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but I, I I think
0: that dude that self emulated Aaron Bushnell, Aaron Bushnell, we speak your name, man. That is a, a powerful thing to do. Oh yeah. Because I, I think ultimately like when it comes down to is like when someone leaves this mortal coil, their life becomes like a symbol and it's like, what do you want your life to become a symbol for his life? will Oh, his name. Anytime someone speaks his name will become a symbol for free Palestine. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Isn't that one of the, like if you look back at like, um, what we've now all deemed a complete travesty of a war, the Vietnam war, one of the lasting symbols of that war is the monk burning himself. Yeah. That's one of the thing, like one of the two or three images that come to mind when you think of the Vietnam War, and now we have one of those for Free Palestine. That's a that it, it's a, it was it, it was a noble thing to do, and it's it's very it's a hard thing to relate with because we love life so much, and
1: I relate. With, I mean, I I I know I I relate with it, but I also know I'd never do it. So it's this like weird thing of being like mad respect, dude. Because, courageous. Courageous because. We so quickly will have people who just like drop bombs from planes and we don't, and we think, and we're just like, people are disposable and we, and people make a lot of money off of those bombs and the AI and the uh, development of weapons and the destruction. And we think, you know, like we have a right to do it because of our freedom. Fuck your freedom. I don't fuck like, and this is where I start to sound crazy. Well,
0: your freedom is, is one of the indulgences. I think that keeps our better judgment from really coming forth.
1: And I'm not saying I want to be a like I'm. People are so dramatic and extreme and like, well, you're saying that you want to live under communist rule and not know. And, you know, no, no, like, not at
0: all. That's just another extreme.
1: Uh, it's, it's yeah. it's wait, uh, I feel so inarticulate right now, but I know how I feel and I know how it feels in my heart.
0: That's okay. Anyone listening can feel that. Yeah. You don't have to have the perfect words all the time. Yeah. At all, I can feel it. I can see that you're crying and you're upset, but yeah. We honor him, you know, and we honor all the Palestinians that that have died and will continue to die.
1: Well, we're just like all going to die. We're dead now. We're like barely alive. Like I think people like say like, oh, that's so heart wrenching that his life and I'm not saying I don't have like heart for his life and his family and, and everything, but like this life is like so wild and weird and we're making decisions every nanosecond about who we are and what we put out into the world and and we think, I don't even know if you can get off this cycle of birth and death. Like, I, I ch- honestly believe, I like, know. but he was just like, yeah. he made a decision that it was like, this is, my life is not more important
0: yeah. than my message. Yeah. And and I think part of the the reason you can so tap into that is because you're, right now, you're not, overindulging or over medicated or anything. And I, I think like part of the way that the wheel the, the big wheels keep on turning and and, all this this death and destruction has become the name of the game and we allow for it is because um confronting those feelings is so painful and it's just it's much easier to medicate and indulge your way away from uh having to confront that stuff. Yeah, maybe but you're supposed that's to That's what be... life is. Yeah. And I, that's I, what the human experience that's is. That's what the human experience and that's is. And
1: that's why I'm so proud of you that you've like made this decision that you're like, weed is my best friend. It's helped me medicate through this thing. It's helped me get through. And you're like, but I want to know who I am when I don't have that. Like, what do I need to go through? If there's
0: anxiety, I should feel that. And I should be able to take a look at the anxiety and make real changes, real material changes in my life to not feel that anxiety if I don't want to feel it. And the sense of accomplishment I'll have will hit that much harder.
1: Well, and I think the thing about doing that also is that pill or, me- or weed or whatever it is, uh, we're not talking shit. I, I really don't want to say we're talking Do good. what you got to do. Do right? what
0: you got to do. one of the main things I've ever said on this podcast is don't judge a man for what he has to do to get through the day. Like, you got to do what you got to do.
1: But I think what, we're, what you sacrifice and what you trade is you're getting through today, but you have an opportunity to make today really freaking hard but then you might have an easier time getting through the rest of your life yeah so are you willing to trade some hard days some hard months some hard years yeah for a life that's more in line and more integrity and more true to where where you don't need something to medicate and you don't need something to make you feel calm because you're finding that source within yourself you don't need to consume as much you don't need to um, have as much anger or whatever it is that it could lead you to have and and i think as I think we're reflecting on the indulgences in a state of sobriety because it's it's easy to see like oh there's always what a balance there's always another side of the coin like to having a very chill life and I think what we're finding ourselves in our 40s and late getting into my late 30s. You're in your mid 30s. I'm girl. in my third mid 30s. I'm not in my late 30s for another few months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is is like the middle way. Yes. You know and and I think we. In our 20s and 30s, we really wanted to live it up. We didn't want to live the middle way.
0: That's the time to do it.
1: We were like, let's fucking do it. Let's let's take and the we ticket. Did it. Let's take the ticket. Take the ride. Runaway train. This girl is amazing. Let's spend as much time with her as possible. This truck is amazing. Let's do a, as much of it as possible. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, I don't regret right. any of it for a second.
0: No, that's what made us who we are.
1: And I and I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but this middle way is like, yeah, the highs aren't as high, maybe, but the lows aren't as low. Mm-hmm. And, um. I'm. I kind of. Am, I'm. I'm settling into it. it. It can be harder some days, but it's like I. I'm. I don't know. It's easier are, for you. I feel. Like it's, so, it's. It where seems where I'm at now, like sure. as
0: people that spend all their time together, it seems a little easier for you. Yeah. Like you see what I'm dealing with. Like every night around a certain time, when the household we live in starts just getting crazy intense, and and I'm I'm just like I'm taking deep breaths. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm learning how to regulate my uh, nervous system better, without you know, drugs or distractions or whatever. I still have a lot of distractions, but like, you know, without turning to drugs, because it's like, I just, I see our problems getting worse, like individually and as a society, when we can't take a look at them, when you can't take a sober look at them, when you can't feel the feelings that come along with um, supporting a genocide. Like, how are you going to do anything about it? You know, it's, and, I think, like, right now, it's so sad that, the, you know, the generations, probably your generation and younger, doesn't know a way, you know, doesn't it's, know a life of, like, oh, you take it on the chin. Life has its little ups and downs. You learn to surf them. You learn to smooth that out. And it's really hard to do. not supposed
1: to be easy, you no, know?
0: No, no. And I think there's a lot of spiritual grifters that are out there, like, pre- peddling, like, uh nonstop 24 7 bliss and it's just like that's but that's not why we took form you know i i don't i don't believe i i I don't think that's like what we're here to do is to just be fucking blissed out all the time i think that there's things that are really difficult to deal with and take a look at and if you have haven't had the pleasure of having life throw those things at you it will it's going to We're all gonna
1: die and we're all gonna see the people around us die yeah yeah and get old and I, you know.
0: Come into terms with that stuff in a real way. I think, like, there's something to that. I And I can only just speak from my individual experience. And I I think that, like, instead of having a life of mindless self-indulgence, I'll maybe carve out a time or two per year that it's like, oh, it's mindless self-indulgence day or weekend or whatever. Like, call up that girl, let's get crazy, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I think for the most part, Um, I'm learning a lot more and like, it's crazy because it's like, I had these downloads like you haven't, you haven't had the pleasure of losing anyone close to you yet. And when I did, when I lost my sister, something like, it's almost like the me of right now knew Mm. to send grace back to that 26 year old, like grieving motherfucker, because I knew to lock it up right away. I was like, no drinking. I, I didn't even know about weed at that time. Weed uh, we'd started when I was like thirty when I met you.
1: You um, knew about it.
0: But... I knew about it, but I wasn't i i it wasn't a a, f- a factor in my life. I didn't have it. I didn't have access to it. I didn't care about it. but drinking and partying and you know, philandering and running around was, and I locked it up. you know, I knew to lock it up for I, I gave myself a grace period to really just feel it, just feel it that's like that's what it
1: feels like was I it? don't know how
0: I knew to do that other than like this motherfucker sent that back, you know,
1: it doesn't have grace. It doesn't have to be like your sister, even like there's like mass death happening all the time in this world. Absolutely. You can tap into it. It's if we just, it's okay to feel it.
0: Yeah. It's okay to feel it. It's okay okay to feel feel it. And
1: let it transform you and let it, let it like melt your heart.
0: Yeah. Let it, let it smash your heart into a million pieces and just feel the helplessness and the hopelessness. And the despair, and tap into that, because it'll make you a better person. I don't know. I think it'll make you more aware. I think it raises your consciousness. The practices we're talking about,
1: well, cause you and can... I think
0: seeking, you know, like I'm saying, these spiritual grifters peddling like, blissed out all the time, watching a number, watching a line on a graph go up and up and up. It it's uh, it's just another form of that self indulgence. It's just like another form of like, medicating away what you maybe might want to maybe consider taking on the chin. I don't think it's, it's not for everyone. And there's a lot of people that can skate through life and never truly feel the feels, but we're artists and our art is about um, bringing people together and, and like holding up mirrors. And so I, you know, I need to be in touch with that as tough as some days can be and tough, tough as some moments can be.
1: That said, it's been the easiest part of our relationship. Like, wrong. what do you mean? I think we've had, I think we've had the best, most best days.
0: There's less static on the frequency. Yeah. You know, we're like, we're not competing with, like, I mean, look, like, look at the the most extreme example, like a, like a, like a, like a drug couple, you know, like people that are just like doing crack together and running around and this now, what are they doing? They're just like screaming and yelling and fighting at each other all the time. They're indulging in like those those like mind fuck lower frequencies of life and it doesn't look very fun it doesn't look like something I want to be involved with and like look it's not like we're not gonna fight and it's not like we don't get into it it's not like we don't you know
1: Yeah, but we make up faster. I mean, we've always been quick to make up. Well, that's
0: what I think that this practice is helping do. It's like, it's helping just smooth things out. And it's helping, like we were saying when we took acid, we're like, oh, whoa, I'm meant to be here and feel this and do that. And like, it's, it's helping me acquire some new tools. Like, the tools that I had through my 30s were like, oh, wow, what's this novel new substance that can make me feel different? Oh, wow, well, that's the answer. You know, like well, well, damn, uh, mushrooms are the answer, acid's the answer, uh, what next? Uh, nitrous is the answer, kratom is the answer, feeling different is the answer, this girl is the answer, uh, you know, expanding our relationship is the answer, and it's just like it, getting down with like you know, there are no answers it's a it's a, we're we're in it just like a confusing, kind of chaotic realm of reality. And, like, kind of learning to, like, surf that and ride the wild and breathe through things is, like, um, it feels better. And, like, I'm saying, like, I'm not only having good days by a long shot. I'm not only having good days. But my worst days are a little bit smoother than they used to be. My best days are a little bit smoother than they used to be. And they, they've they um, reaped less of a consequence on my body and my soul. So... I'm getting down with this. I'm remembering my dreams every night. Like that I think that's important for an artist. You stopped even doing
1: edibles, which I thought I didn't know if you would get to that place, but
0: There's levels to this thing. (laughs) There's levels where you're gonna stop even getting my sex. (gasps) (laughs) No, I don't know. I could keep that on the table. But even that I've smoothed it out. Like, you know? I, I think like when I first when I first stopped doing weed I was, like, taking it out on your pussy and, like, you're so <laughs> goddamn, you know, you're you you you're there for me, you know, and you're, you're all about it, which is really rad. But, like, now I'm just, like, I'm using you as the example because it seems like you need less to feel more in life. And I'm, like, okay, Cass is on to something, you know. Maybe I don't need as much sex as I thought.
1: Well, Matt, remember when we did ayahuasca that first time and we really did the two weeks um was it two two three weeks that we really didn't relate in that way yeah and all in the time we went to relate again we were like oh my god sex
0: is acid yeah what the fuck and what (laughs)
1: are we doing like throwing this energy around this is a huge exchange
0: yeah yeah i remember that yeah
1: like we have a lot of our energetic body. No, and
0: I can even feel right now me clinging to like, come on, let me have my things in this life. No, you no, it
1: does It's not about not doing it. It's about, on a. Aw-
0: it's about doing it only every once a month. No, I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm not kidding, even. I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about in the realm of sobriety. I'm just more talking about the awareness of by taking a little space from it. And maybe it was the ayahuasca too. Like still in our system of that energy but just like being like whoa there can be a deeper the more quiet you are the more you quiet down the more there is to see and hear Mm. oh you've been saying this to me the last couple days and i've been loving it actually for a couple weeks now and i just like it's my mantra almost yeah slow is smooth smooth is fast and i love that because
0: that really works on you I
1: really, even, even in this podcast I'm like I was a little fast to start off I couldn't even get my thoughts I'm like stumbling over myself but it's like and then you started talking it's like slowing me down and I'm like getting to my breath again and I'm like oh yeah slow is smooth smooth is fast and to break that down the way I had to when you first said it because I had to say it a couple times to understand what it even means is like if you go slow it's more smooth and when it's more smooth you're going to go faster. Yeah. And with anything, it relates to pretty much everything and anything. Absolutely. Because the rocky roads take you on wild detours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I, I was telling you, like, maybe we could talk about it on the Patreon. Like, okay. just reveal. Uh, no, I'm saying, like, reveal what the thing we've been working on is. And, like, because it, it's kind of exciting. I don't know. Some people might get off on it. But, like, we're working on, like, a, the, the biggest, like, paid gig that we've ever had and it's it's like it's a behemoth it's a lot of stuff it's a lot. Like, we've done a lot of commercials and stuff, but this is, like, a, a big boy.
1: Not the biggest money, but the biggest, like, whoa, we're taking on a big project. Yes.
0: Yeah, we're taking on a lot. And, you know, every day, because, I, like, I know how it can get, and, like, I'll hitch my wagon to your runaway train of, like, producing and, and thinking ahead. and No oh, way, we got to do it. And, and it can get very, like, if feel, you feel, feel like that, and it's just, like, that doesn't help me direct. That doesn't help me pull things out of people that I want to get. That doesn't help me, like, get the shots right and everything. So it's almost, like... This mantra came down for that reason is to kind of like remind ourselves, like, because I've been saying it all along. I just didn't have those words for it yet. I've been saying all along like one thing at a time. We don't have to get ahead of ourselves. I will crush it at this project if we just take it. Like if we just write in the calendar, here's all the stuff we need to do. But here's all I can do today. Here's all I can do right now. The rest of the day, we'll get to it when we get to it. And that's like when it gets, when things get my focused attention, like I'm better than most at what we do. And I just didn't want it to become a runaway train because I see how we have in the past treated each other on like big commercial jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that, because you're just, you cast your net of anxieties way onto the future and you pull back shit. And I'm just like, why are you doing that? And it's just like, we're butting heads, butting heads, butting heads. And I'm like, there's got to be some mantra that can help us meet in the middle somewhere because your job is anticipation and, and you know, like thinking about things before they happen and figuring out how to do this and that. So slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. I think helps helps uh, bridge what can be sometimes a really wide gap between us professionally. Mm-hmm. And, but it applies to everything. We were talking about this yesterday. You know, we, we had a, I think we've talked about it. When we used to be with Mare, we did a, like a long car ride once. And she's like, I'll drive. And she took so takes over and it's pouring rain, like sheets of rain where you can't even see out the goddamn windshield. She's going like 110 miles an hour and passing people and flipping people off. And you and her are fighting in the front seat. You're like, stop flipping people. And you're like hitting each other. and like It was just like insanity. And to the point where we're like, uh, can, can we pull off like I have to use the bathroom and even though we didn't like we pulled off and we like switched drivers and like when we pulled off like you and I are like hugging each other and holding each other like oh my god thank god we're still alive like <laughs> holy shit like just taking this time to calm down our nervous system all the time that she thought we were saving got wasted at that rest area and if it didn't get wasted at that rest area the, the few seconds she shaved off by driving like a maniac if it, didn't get, if it didn't get wasted at that rest area, it got wasted in the three days after that we were continuing to butt heads about this driving too fast isn't safe. And just like the, the disagreements and this and that is like, hey, you were driving to try to save us time that we've then wasted in recovering from what that took out of us. You know, no fault of hers. Like she's grown since she never drove bad a day after that just i mean like that, that's just to throw her some credit like she evolved she well, also, saw how scared also, we were she, she but also... it's such a perfect prime example of like okay you think you're saving money by driving really fast you're endangering everyone on the road you're fucking our nervous systems are totally shot and now we're fighting about this think about how much time we've wasted
1: well are you drive fast you think you can get away with it you get pulled over and then you lose all that time. You are, like, rushing a meal. You burn yourself. You've cut your finger. You then have to deal with that. It's like, if you don't do things right... You don't as stretch doing- and jump
0: into your exercise. You pull a muscle. Now you can't exercise anymore. I'm dealing with some shit like that. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: No, totally.
0: Yeah, just, it, go, it goes across the board. And, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I I just, like, when when I... When I feel into like, you know, the generation that's coming up now that's starting to, you know, like come into their own Gen Z, you know, the millennial millennials are really coming into their own. But Gen Z, like these are the the hands down, the most anxiety filled generations. And it's not their fault. Mm -mm. It's not their fault. I think that the reason that they're so filled with anxiety isn't that the world is a worse place because the world was a fucking shitty place for the generations before us just in different ways. I think it's because we're medicating away our experience and parts of our experience, the parts of our experience that we deem not worth feeling. We're medicating it away. And it's like we said on the last podcast, it's like sweeping stuff under the rug. It Where did it go? It's still there. It's still in the room. Eventually, it's going to be rotting out. Eventually, you're going to be like, what the fuck is that smell? And those chickens come home to roost. So... I can only speak from my own experience as like getting off even for a minute the train of uh the the wild runaway train that is like the american experience of like medicate distract keep it going um there is something way smoother on the other side of that where you're letting a lot more into your awareness and I feel like that's where we start to gain the tools as a society on how to start to deal with uh, the, like we were saying, the, the the very few that control the very many. We become much more aware of them. Yeah, I think when we're not just medicating away the symptoms of the shit world that they've put us in.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it goes back to righteous st- stagnation. You 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 think you're getting off by telling someone how they're wrong and you're moving the needle forward when you're just, Mm -hmm. you're literally going to stagnate in a a dance of egos rather than calming down and being like, all right, well, what can I do? (laughs) Yeah. Like what do I actually have? What actually can I do to envision a better world? And how, what small step can I do to like try to see that world through rather than the, the fighting that you and I would do or anyone is just like, Fighting with yourself. Oh, you're such a piece of shit. You fucked that up or blah, blah, blah. blah. Like these, the the fighting isn't even just out here. It's in here. Fighting in your thoughts and whatever. You calm it down and you can actually take stock and make movement. And it doesn't have to be everything at once. And you're not behind the eight ball. It's like, it's incredibly incredible how much we can accomplish when we slow down. Yeah. And do one thing at a time.
0: Yeah. Which was my point going into this job. And I think now we're kind of like finding the words for it and the purpose behind it. Because I think like I I didn't know why I kind of started a little bit of a sobriety journey. And I've said that I've expressed it on many days. I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm not having a good day right now. I don't know. I don't know who this is for. And it starts to like really come into focus the more time you give it. Like I'm doing this for me. Yeah. I'm doing this for all of humanity. (laughs) But who knows? I don't know. I might need a gangbang at the end of it to just to <laughs> feel a little something. Yeah.
1: Totally. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Join us on patreon.com slash church will chill. We'll, we'll keep talking a little bit more. Uh, we love you. And oh, yeah. it, it means the world to us when people join our community and we get to like talk to them and be friends with them and yeah, become get, aware of them.
1: We hope to get affected. But we we do get affected by people as much as I hope that we affect them. Yeah, give
0: us your opinion. Tell us we're full of shit. We love it. Yeah, we love it. Well, you know what really loves it—the algorithm. The algorithm. Yeah, get on there, get on there, and tell us we're full of shit. And then somebody inevitably will be like, "No, they're not. They're so sweet."
1: Hopefully. Uh,
0: Yeah. Or at
1: least you will be like, you know, I'll be
0: like, stop. Don't judge me. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man.
1: Come on, man. Oh, and how about uh biden calling for immediate ceasefire Uh, like after we sorry i should cut this off what do you mean i just it's just how about that we're there i just i'm about to get righteously indignant about where we're at and uh, the failures of our government but it's all exactly we could
0: talk about that a little bit what's
1: designed to happen I just, what we did to Rashid and Tully was like, just, I can't even.
0: I don't even know. I don't know.
1: And we're not going to talk about this on Patreon. I want to talk about this orgasm study that I found out about.
0: Ooh, yes. We'll talk about orgasm studies and we'll talk about the orgasm studies we've done in our own life. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound scintillating enough? Is that even a word?
1: Scintillating? <laughs> Tantalizing?
0: Tantalizing and titillating and scintillation.
1: <laughs> and scintillating's a good new word. Yes. All right. Peace, love, and magic. We Patreon. dot
0: com slash Church
1: of Chill. Peace, love, and magic.